This evening's talk is about the four great elements, or what are sometimes called the four great essentials. Some of the Dhamma talks that Sky and I have offered through this month of October have included discussion regarding a few of the ways that a clear, deep, and more sustaining selflessness develops through the heart practices of metta and karuna. There's also been some exploration and investigation into the universal characteristic of not-self that we begin to experience and to know as the thread of self is pulled out with a deepening experience of compassion, a deepening experience of karuna, and as impermanence, anicca, is more and more pervasively sensed, seen, and known. This evening we'll explore one of the Buddha's very primary teachings that he stressed and often repeated from a number of different perspectives over his years of 45 years of teaching. And in conjunction uh, with this teaching, we'll also spend some time exploring a specific practice through a guided meditation that is potentially a window, potentially an opening to the direct experience, discernment, and understanding of one aspect of ultimate reality, the ultimate reality of rupa, form, the reality of how it really is, how, what, this body, and every other form really is which is a direct pointer to the not-self characteristic of all forms. So beginning with a question and briefly reflecting, all of you, uh, for a moment on this question. How do you identify yourself? For most of us, if not for pretty much all of us, a primary part of our personal identification as to who and what we are is related to our body, our physicality. Or in the language of the Buddha, we identify ourselves in good part through rupa, the Pali word that translates as material form or materiality. So just consider this for a moment in relationship to yourself. I'm a woman. I'm a man. I'm thin or fat or not too fat or not too thin. I'm tall or short. I'm of average height. I'm good-looking, I'm handsome, I'm beautiful. 
ugly. I'm plain. I'm attractive. Unattractive. I have dark skin or light skin. I have good skin. I have bad skin. My nose is large. My nose is too big. My nose is small. I have a cute nose. (laughs) I'm wrinkled and I'm old and I'm weak. I'm young and smooth and smooth-skinned and strong. And on and on and on it goes. With all of these personal identities constantly changing over the years, changing within days, changing within just moments in our mind. Even though we engage tremendous effort and tremendous energy and time, into clinging to these various identities. There's really no place to hang our identity hat for more than a few moments, if even that. No place to rest in this constantly changing relative perception and idea of who we think we are. As I've mentioned, the uh, Buddha offered a very profound teaching. And there's a very specific practice in conjunction with this teaching that I'd like to share a bit bit with you this evening uh, through this guided meditation a little later on in the evening. And we'll begin with um, this in a particular way uh, that the Buddha offered... Uh, this teaching to his son, Rahula. It's the teaching of the four great elements, or the four great essentials. And there's a a story uh, behind this uh, sutta, or this teaching, which is written as a sutta. Rahula, uh, at the time that this teaching was offered, was 18 years old, and he was the Buddha's son. And on a particular day, Rahula and his father, the Buddha, <clears throat> were going into town uh, for their, uh, to, into the village for an alms round. And Rahula was following behind his father, the Buddha. And as he was walking behind the Buddha, his dad... With admiration, he he noted the physical perfection of his father. And then he reflected uh, with pride that he himself was of similar appearance. And he was thinking, I too am handsome like my father, the Blessed One. The Buddha's form is beautiful, and so is mine. Well, not so easy to have the Buddha for a father (laughs) because, in fact, uh, the Buddha read Rahula's mind. (laughs) And uh, 
he decided when he realized what, what his son was thinking, he decided to admonish him at once um, before such vain thoughts uh, would lead him into much greater difficulties. And this day, on their way into the village for alms rounds, the Buddha framed his advice um, that morning in terms of contemplating the body as neither a self nor as the possession of a self. And this is the very brief teaching that he gave to his son Rahula that morning. Rahula, any kind of material form, whatever, whether past, future, or present, internal or external, gross or subtle, inferior, superior, far or near, all material form should be seen as it actually is, with proper wisdom thus. This is not mine. This I am not. This is not myself. Well, 18-year-old Rahula uh, felt rightly scolded by his father. And so he decided to sit down uh, under a tree by the side of the the road to reflect on this admonishment and uh, at the teaching rather than to continue on into the village for the alms round with his father. Though uh, very soon he uh, got distracted in conversation with the venerable Sariputta, who was in fact his primary teacher, who was walking down the road um, on his way to town for an alms round. The following teaching that we'll uh, explore in just a few moments um, was given to Rahula by the Buddha uh, later that evening in order to dispel his son's attachment to the body, which in fact had not been removed by the brief instruction on egolessness, that, uh, the egolessness of material form that the Buddha had given him earlier that day. And there's two parts to this teaching. One part is that the Buddha uses the four great elements in this teaching as both a metaphor and as a a direct teaching in relationship to the body itself simply being a composite of the earth element, the water element, the fire element, and the air element. And he also, in this teaching, adds the element of space meaning by this all of the openings, all of the apertures in the body internally and all of the space around everywhere externally. And the other uh, aspect of this teaching that he offered to his son that evening is that the Buddha encourages Rahula to dissolve the sense of self into the impersonal elements that make up the world, these four elements. That, we just, uh, that I just mentioned. And the goal is not to infuse the world with self, but to drain the self of self. And to realize that what leads to suffering lies in the finding of things agreeable or disagreeable. And that with an attitude of not mine towards all phenomena, the mind is then liberated 
from its clinging. And so this is the teaching, the sutta, in a somewhat condensed form, slightly condensed form, that um, the Buddha offered his son, his 18-year-old son. Rahula, develop meditation that is like the earth. For when you develop meditation that is like the earth, arisen agreeable and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Just as people throw clean things and dirty things, such as excrement, urine, spittle, pus, and blood on the earth, and the earth is not horrified, humiliated, and disgusted because of this, so too, Rahula, develop meditation that is like the earth. For when you develop meditation that is like the earth, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Rahula, develop meditation that is like water. For when you develop meditation that is like water, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Just as people wash clean and dirty things, such as excrement, urine, spittle, pus, and blood in water, and water is not horrified, humiliated, or disgusted because of that, so too, Rahula, develop meditation that is like water. For when you develop meditation that is like water, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Rahula, develop meditation that is like fire. For when you develop meditation that is like fire, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Just as fire burns clean things and dirty things, fire is not horrified or humiliated or disgusted because of that. So too, Rahula, develop meditation that is like fire. For when you develop meditation that is like fire, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Rahula, develop meditation that is like air. Just as the air blows on clean things and dirty things, such as excrement, urine, spittle, pus, and blood, and the air is not horrified, humiliated, or disgusted because of that, so too, Rahula, develop meditation that is like the air. For when you develop meditation that is like air, Arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Rahula, develop meditation that is like space. For when you develop meditation that is like space, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. Just as space is not established anywhere, so too, Rahula, develop meditation that is like space. For when you develop meditation that is like space, arisen, agreeable, and disagreeable contacts will not invade your mind and remain. And so now we'll begin to 
move into the guided meditation in relationship to the four elements or the four great essentials. And I first want to go over the characteristics of each of the elements because that's what we'll be connecting with, is the characteristics. So the characteristics of the earth element is hardness, roughness, heaviness, softness, smoothness, and lightness. The characteristics of the water element is flowing and cohesion. And the characteristics of the fire element is heat or warmth, cold or coolness. And the characteristics of the wind or the air element are supporting and pushing. And it will become clear, or at least clearer, uh, these characteristics uh, as experience as we explore uh, with the guided meditation. So we'll begin by uh, relaxing the body, really settling into your body. And bringing the attention directly to the breath to begin with in a simple way. The sensation of the in-breath and the out-breath as it touches and passes over the space between the upper lip and the bottom edges of the nose. Or you may feel the breath sensations more clearly on the edges of the nostrils or just inside the nose. But don't uh, follow the breath up into the nose. And if this is a new uh, way of uh, tending to the breath for you, experiment for just a couple of moments to find out which place you feel the breath sensations most clearly. And then just pick one of these places as your touching point or anapana spot for this evening as we begin this guided sit together. And staying relaxed with this. Settling into the body again, relaxing. And the attention settling in and focusing on the breath. No over-efforting. Gently gathering in the dispersed energy of the mind. Gently gathering it in with a one point.
pointed focus. Focusing, concentrating, concentrating the mind in this way for a few moments. taking this few moments, this time, to just simply allow concentration to develop and blossom with a clear intention. And at the same time, a very relaxed manner. A clear intention to sustain the attention at the touching point and to just very simply let go of whatever it may be that comes up other than the sensations at the place where you're paying attention to the breath. And we'll sit silently together like this for just a few moments.
And now we'll begin to explore some of the characteristics of the four great elements directly through our meditation practice. Beginning with the element of wind, the element of air, starting with the characteristic of pushing. So taking the concentrated attention that you've just been developing and are now experiencing to whatever degree and through the sense of touch bring your attention to mindful awareness of the pushing sensation in the center of the head as the breath moves in and out. If the pushing of the breath in the center of the head isn't easy to discern for you, then try being aware of the pushing as the chest moves, as it expands with each breath, or as the abdomen moves, pushes out with each in-breath. Wherever there's movement, there's pushing. When you're able to discern this characteristic of pushing, concentrate on it until it becomes clear in your mind. And then move your awareness to another part of the body nearby and look for pushing there. In this way you will slowly begin to be able to discern pushing, say, first in the head if you started there, then the neck, the trunk, the arms, legs, feet, doing this again and again until wherever you place your awareness in this body you can easily see, feel, discern, pushing. In some places it will be obvious. Other places it will be subtle. But it's present everywhere throughout the body.
And now letting go of the focused attention to pushing. And we'll begin to connect with and discern hardness. And begin by discerning hardness in the teeth. Bite your teeth together a few times. Just go ahead and do that. Feeling how hard they are. Now relax your bite and feel the hardness of your teeth. When you can feel this, try to sense and discern hardness in other parts of the body, other places of the body, throughout the body, in a systematic way from, say, head to feet, in a similar way as you did with discerning pushing. In this attention to hardness, take care not to deliberately tense the body. If you need a cue, you can always go back to biting your teeth together a couple of times. And now letting go of the attention to this characteristic, this earth characteristic of hardness. And we'll now look for heaviness throughout the body. And begin by just taking one hand, placing one hand on top of the other in your lap. And feel the top hand is heavy. Or you can feel the heaviness of the head by letting it bend forward. Let it just hang and feel its heaviness. And practice this very directly and clearly for just a couple of moments. Until heaviness is clear in your mind. And then begin sensing and discerning heaviness throughout the body.
not as a thought, but really feeling it, sensing it. And now letting go of the connection to heaviness. Just letting it be. And we'll look for supporting throughout the body. Supporting being one of the characteristics of the air element or wind element. And begin this connection and exploration of supporting by relaxing your back so that your whole body bends forward. Really let it relax and bend. And then straighten your body and keep it straight and upright. The force which keeps the body straight and still and erect is supporting. So practicing this connection and awareness for a few moments until it's very clear in your mind. And beginning then to connect with and discern supporting supporting throughout the body. And it can help sometimes to start from the head and go on down through the body to the feet. This characteristic of supporting. If it's difficult for you to discern supporting, to feel it and discern it, you can try to feel and discern supporting together with hardness. And this can make it easier to really feel, discern, and uh, know supporting.
And now letting the sensations and the knowing of supporting, just letting it go, letting that connection go. And next we'll connect with softness, one of the characteristics of the earth element. Softness. So beginning with keeping the mouth very relaxed, press your tongue against the inside of your upper or lower lip. Gently press to feel its softness as the mouth stays very relaxed. Now relax your whole body and practice systematically beginning to sense and discern softness throughout the body. And now letting this attention to softness, just letting it go. And next we'll look for smoothness, another characteristic of the earth element. We'll begin by just moistening your lips, sweating your lips, and rubbing your tongue over them from side to side, just inside the lips, and feeling this very smooth place, smoothness. And practice this for just a couple of moments until smoothness is very clear in your mind. And then beginning to sense and to discern smoothness throughout the body, 
And now letting the connection, the attention to smoothness go. And next we'll look for lightness, another of the characteristics of the earth element. And we'll begin by just uh, wagging a finger up and down. Just wagging it very lightly and relatively quickly, wagging it up and down and feeling its lightness. And concentrating on this until lightness is clear in your mind. And now again, practicing to begin sensing, seeing, and knowing lightness throughout the body. And now letting go of lightness, knowing lightness, connecting with lightness. And next we'll look for heat or warmth throughout the body, usually quite easy to sense and to know.
and letting go of the connection with heat, with warmth. And now coldness or coolness. And it can be helpful in terms of feeling this to begin to feel the coolness or the coldness of the breath as it enters enters the nostrils. And then begin to feel and discern this coolness or coldness throughout the body. And now letting this connection with coolness or coldness go. Just letting it be. All of the elemental characteristics that we've practiced with so far are known directly through the sense of touch. The next two elemental characteristics are primarily known by inference. So the element or the characteristic of cohesion, one of the characteristics of the water element. Awareness of how the body's being held together by this skin, flesh and sinews. Blood being held in by the skin like water in a balloon. Without cohesion, the body would fall into separate pieces and particles. The force of gravity which keeps the body stuck to the earth is also cohesion. If cohesion still isn't clear, or at least somewhat clear experientially, then you can pay attention to just sensing the qualities of pushing and hardness. 
And eventually then you may feel as if the whole body is kind of wrapped up, kind of as if it's in the coils of a rope. And this can help in discerning this quality or this characteristic of cohesion. Now letting the awareness of cohesion go. And the last characteristic that we'll explore this evening is flowing. The other characteristic of the water element. And begin by discerning the flowing of the saliva in the mouth, or the, maybe the flowing of the blood through the veins, or the flowing of the air into the lungs, or maybe the flowing of the heat throughout the body. developing your meditation on flowing as was given in the previous instructions for the other characteristics that we've been exploring. Now letting the awareness of flowing rest. <laughs> 
let it be. Some of these elemental characteristics are easy or will have been or will be easy or relatively easy for you to sense and to discern and some of them are not so easy to connect to and to sense and to feel and to know. But over time, if one continues with this practice, the mind gets more and more concentrated Mindfulness strengthens, and the subtleties of the elemental characteristics of the body become quite discernible. And while practicing in this way, at times, some people experience an imbalance in the elements, meaning that some elements some of the characteristics of the elements may become quite excessive and maybe even feel unbearable. And if this occurs, the way to bring balance back is to practice with opposites. So for instance, practicing with hardness and softness, practicing with roughness and smoothness, practicing with heaviness and lightness. And obviously with the fire element, heat or warmth and cool or coldness. How intimately and How mindfully connected are you with these most basic and universal experiences? This body in its elemental nature. A composite of the earth, water, fire, and air elements. This body in its ultimate nature. Really no different than any other rupa, really no different than any other form. And let's just sit together quietly for a moment or two. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org.
www.org slash donate.